I'm your host, Rabbi Linda Schreiner Khan, and welcome to Tehillah Talks, where teens engage in honest conversation with their rabbi about what it means to be Jewish in the world today. Welcome to Tehillah Talks. This is our first broadcast in 2023. Time certainly does fly. For this broadcast, we uh, welcome Sophie, Alexis, and Roma, and very especially Jasmine, who was with us at the very beginning as we started doing Tehillah Talks, we think it was five years ago, six years ago. It's uh, time flies when you're having fun or the world keeps changing. I don't know which it is. So we're in a new year. And interestingly enough, the start of the new year coincides with the end of the first book of the Torah. It ends with uh, Jacob offering blessings to his sons. Sadly, in this group of young women that I'm with this morning, his daughter is not present as these blessings are parceled out. But I will say, I will say, because I have to say this, the first book, the first portion, not the book, but the first portion of the, um, the Parsha of the book of Shemot, Exodus, which follows Bereshit, the second, so it's the second book of the Torah. In that first section, there are five notable women, count them five, which hardly ever happens. And uh, two of them are named and they only have one short scene and they're the midwives. So I just want to say Shifra and Pua, this is a shout out to you because here are four strong young women to have this conversation with me. And women and females, you know, you come forward in your various guises over time. And even if the Bible tries to shut you out, you emerge with your own unique selves, which is really important to say. But I want to look at not so much the death scene, but I went and I looked at the definition of the word Genesis. So first I ask you, how would you define that word, that English word Genesis? What what does it bring to mind? Jasmine. I guess like a revelation of something, like a new thing that has begun, like something emerging from something that just ended. So it's coming out of something that's just ended in your understanding. Alexis, the word Genesis. I guess I mean like creation or something new emerging. So kind of similar to what Jasmine said. Yeah. Sophie, anything you want to add to that? To me, I don't know if it's because they sound the same, but it seems like generation, like coming after something, succeeding it. And Roma? Um, a combination of everything that's been said. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's right. So what struck me about it as I was looking at this, and I thought I was going to go in one direction, and then I, the word caught me because it's very different than the Hebrew. The Hebrew is Bereshit, was you know, in the beginnings, it's it's different. And it's, we don't know what happened on the stage prior to the start of our story. But as I look at the four of you, and as I look at the end of the Torah portion, the end of the Torah portion is a family gathering and dealing with the complexity of family. We won't get into the, the messiness of that. And the next book of the Torah, all of a sudden, although the family is mentioned, we're into peoplehood. It's like the next stage has happened. And as I look at the four of you, I think you are in 
a place of genesis, of becoming. So here we are. It's a new year. I'm going to ask a personal question. Where do you think you are in your own formation? And I'll start with myself so that you don't put you on on the hot seat right away. I'm in the point of formation. And uh, one of my teachers called it Zitzenleben, place in life. We're all in different places in life. Three of you are going into your senior year in high school. One of you is going into senior year in college. It's It's a different perspective, right? And for me, I became a grandmother four years ago, and that has put me into a different Zitz in Laban, a different place in life for which I was not necessarily prepared. Nobody told me what this would be like. So for me, this is the genesis. This is the formative part of figuring out what my role is. How do I handle it? Aside from all the many different hats I wear, this is the the newest one to add to the mix. So I put to you, you're in a genesis mode. You're in a formation mode. Who wants to play with this idea of being in formation and that you can be in it at any stage of your life? I want to put that out there as well. Jasmine I, and then Sophie. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm about to graduate college, so that's weird. And I think like, like I definitely feel like I'm coming to like the end of something like of like being able to like have like freedom and like find out what I'm going to do in life, which you can do at any point in like being alive, but like starting in like six months, I'm about to have like a job and pay rent and like do all that stuff. Oh, so is, which... this is your senior year. I apologize. Yeah. I'm yeah. keeping you, I want to keep you closer. Right? <laughs> <That's what it laughs> yeah. So I think I'm definitely like just thinking about beginning adulthood, like actual adulthood, you know, which probably won't immediately start after I graduate college, but still. (laughs) So you're definitely seeing that formation piece. Yeah. Sophie. So junior year. So we've got to figure it, start planning. So I need to know what somewhat what I want to do. Like, I'm not sure if I'll ever figure it out, but I want an idea of what to do because everybody's like, oh, you know, you need to apply to colleges. So it's the stressful point where you've got to pick a a starting point, I guess, to keep to move on from. So that's really important. You don't know, you don't need to know where you're going to end up. You just need to know where you want to start, right? And even that feels like a challenge. Roma? Um, It's all just really strange with like being in junior year and like having to prepare for college. It's like, I still feel like I'm a freshman. So it's like having the thought like, oh, you really need to start getting your stuff together and start thinking of the future. It's like, I've had a hard time even like every time I start thinking about college, I like start panicking. I'm like, I don't even know. And it's like a new beginning. It's going to be very different, obviously. And it's just hard to think about a lot. Hard to think about. Alexis. Yeah, kind of like what Roma and Sophie said, but I'm also kind of in the place of where when being asked to like choose a starting point, I have been having like a particularly hard time with that. Like how Roma said with like, I get really panicky. I think because I don't know where I want to start because I don't 
like you were talking about, we're still in this process of formation. And I think I very much as a person and very much in formation, like I don't know what I want. So I think it's very strange to be asking me to choose where to start from if I don't know what the end goal is. And then it's also strange to think about in, I have a friend who's doing a semester away, so she has months left at high school. And so I think it's very strange that, you know, soon we will have months left in high school and that's a little terrifying. So it's that ending. So I just, you know me, I always pull things back to to biblical references. So we at this st- stage of the story, we're coming to the end of the Joseph narrative. And the Joseph narrative begins with this callow 17-year-old who thinks he has it all tied up, right? He's his father's favorite. He has a gorgeous coat and he has these dreams and he shares them with his sibs and it gets him into a lot of trouble because he's got a lot of attitude and a lot of stuff happens to him, right? He ends up in jail. He interprets dreams. He ends up being the second most important person in Egypt. And nothing could have told him that from his starting point. I put that out there for you. He's in formation. He's in a Genesis mode almost throughout his life. So if you look at that, do you think there are any tools to help you so to not go a little nuts? I hate to use that word because you're in this, you're in that point. You're in this really interesting, difficult place. Jasmine, I'll start with you because this is real, you know, for you, it's like, Reality is is marching on and and getting a job and all of that stuff. How does that feel to you if you look at Joseph as an exemplar, sort of figuring out as he goes? Well, I sort of I, I don't really know what's going on with um my future. But thinking about how I was when I started college, it's kind of interesting hearing what you all are saying about it because I realized I didn't like know what I was going to do when I started college. I had like vague ideas of things that were interesting to me. And I just pursued, like, especially your first year, like at least where I went, like I would just take classes and stuff that was interesting to me. And then I followed like through lines for like what made me happy. And the problem that I'm dealing with now is that I didn't really think about how that would relate to um, like a career because I ended up in playwriting, which is, you know, pays very poorly. But Yeah, I think it's like a lot of like outside forces try to make it seem like it's like cut and dry, like you have to have like a five-year plan or like you have to know exactly what you're going to do. And if you start doing something, you have to follow through with it and like you can't change your mind. But like the reality is like very different. Like no one actually does that, you know, like like because life is a lot more messy and complicated than that. Um, And especially like, going to like if you are going to university you have so many resources available to you to just explore things and like figure out figure out what it is you want to do and your starting point can just be like oh I'm looking at the curriculum and this class is interesting and then maybe you'll really like that professor and maybe you'll learn something about like a whole new area of study that you didn't even know like existed like I got real into linguistics yeah so what you're, you're saying, though, also, which is really important, I, I think it's great that you're on with, with these three individuals this morning, um, that we don't know. And I mean, I certainly didn't know. I will say I was a theater major uh, with a minor in religion. And uh, who knew that all these years later I'd become a rabbi? It wasn't clear cut. It had a lot of sidebars. One of my closest friends knew, she knew what she wanted to be. 
she wanted to be a doctor and she didn't get into medical school. So she became a nurse. And then eventually she became a doctor because she really knew that's what she wanted to be. But for most of the people that I grew up with, not so clear cut. Every, you know, it's a, a long and winding road. So I just put that out there as to echo what Jasmine said and finding finding the things that intrigue you. That's always a good thing. But so your information, you're in, you're in this new place. You're looking at the fact that you can't even find a st- starting spot. I don't even know where to begin, right? Because all these options are out there. I'm going to just say, what works for you as a tuning fork? What does, I have a feeling that, again, I'm looking at the Joseph story. For him, a tuning fork was slowing down. When he was in prison for something he didn't do, he had time to reflect. How do you give yourself space to reflect so that you can maybe find a starting point? Do any of you have a practice where you start and reflect and, and give yourself an opportunity to have a starting point? Rome, I'll start with you this time. Can you say the question? <laughs> uh, no, but, uh, so mm-hmm. when you start something new, anything new, right? Any new process, any new adventure, do you have a place you go to get yourself ready for that new thing? Mm-hmm. I don't mean physical. I mean, it could be a place. It could be an actual place. It could be a way of thinking about it. But what do you do to prepare yourself for that new, that new experience? I don't really prepare a lot for new experiences, I'd say. I think I'm more of a, like, just go with the flow kind of thing and just see where, where things take me. Which, and again, there's no right or wrong on this, right? I'm a go with the flow person too, but some people are very, so Alexis, what do you do? I mean, I guess when it becomes, oh, like too much, where like having to choose a starting point is just like a lot. I stop, I like, I guess I try to stop thinking about it in like such an abstract of like, it's in the future, but kind of try to bring it back to what I'm doing at the moment. And it's like, okay, can I start with this math homework? Like, does that work? Can I just do that and then let it happen? Sophie? I guess whatever I'm not really sure or whenever the stress is really getting to me and I'm like, okay, I need to think this over. I'll go find either my dad or my mom who's ever closer. And then I'll just sit there and talk through everything and see if they have any comments on it to see if they can help me improve. So talking it out often helps. Sometimes just barreling through. Sometimes, you know, it's a friend, it can be a parent, it can be somebody else. But it's, I, I will say to you that I have other people I talk to as being new grandparents to say, okay, how does this work? <laughs> what are the rules of the game? How do you do this the best way possible? It's, you know, because you, I mean, we're, I think we're all a group of strivers. So we want to do whatever we do the best way possible. And then what you discover is, the best way possible is being true to who you are. But that sometimes takes a few conversations or or stopping and going to get to that place. So you're all in this formative mode. We're in a new year. And I want to go a little bigger. I, I started very much with each of you on a very personal level. But in your hopes for the world, what do you what do you see as possible starting points that are good? We, we know there are things that have come out in the world that are not so good. But but let's focus on the good for a moment as uh, anything that you've seen in the world, in your environment that you say, ah, this is a good, this is a good starting point. I really want to see what happens with that or I want to build on that. And I'll start with you, Jasmine. 
on this one. Okay, this is a weird one, but I recently saw that someone invented like a death suit for like, okay, people talking about sustainable like death practices and all of that. And like um, how like one of like the biggest like, you know, things that is happening with our environment is like the way like death impacts our environment and like the way we like, you know, deal with that. But someone invented a suit where like mushrooms like decompose dead bodies in like the most sustainable way possible. Sorry, it's really weird and morbid. But I was thinking like, wow, that's really cool. Like that is like a single piece of technology that completely can completely like revolutionize like the way we think about like sustainability after death. And yeah, I <laughs> I also had never really thought about how like my impact on the earth could like like how that extends past like the way you live your life. Mm. I will share with you that the blessing that you should be, uh, that your bones may rest with the bones of your ancestors comes from a third century practice of bones going into one pit and decomposing together. So, I mean, this is not, although Jewishly speaking, that's not where we are today, but yes, once upon a time that was true. So, Interesting. And, and, uh, Jewishly they're, they're really there. It's, it's a problematic idea because of the the, the (laughs) laws surrounding burial, but definitely an innovation that's going to be talked about. Definitely. Alexis, anything that's cropping up that you say, well, this is another way of looking at things or. I mean, this is going to sound like, I know you said you wanted to focus on the positive. I do, but try. (laughs) Right. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. Well, so we just had the Speaker of the House, right? That whole entire debacle being worked through. So I watched the final vote. I just happened to be awake and watching that final vote. And I think like that reaction at the end, everybody was very, very incredibly relieved that it was finally over. But something that kind of stuck out to me through the entire process is that Every single Democrat, every single time was voting for Jeffries. And I think, like, to me, that was particularly remarkable because it was everybody was behind one person. This was an agreement that they had. And I thought that was, like, I I guess, huge in terms of we tend to have a government that can't agree on things. But here was a moment of huge agreement, even though everything else was not functioning. (laughs) So you found that good kernel in the middle of that crazy situation. Roma. I can't really like think of anything in particular, but there's just, well, there's so just so many problems on forum. Right. And I, I know there's so many problems. So I raised the question is that we, we get, we get inundated, right? Inundated with people highlighting the problems, you know, this whole crazy Michigas with Harry and William. I don't really care. On one hand, on the other hand, I feel sorry for them, and it's very biblical in its proportions. However, however, what good is there in the fact that this is public, right? So I'll turn it around and I'll say, well, siblings are com- have complicated relationships. Jasmine and I don't know from that, but the rest of you do. Siblings, it's complicated relationships, right? So that's a reminder, and that it takes work, and you can't take it for granted. Yada yada. So, Roma, something, something that you can maybe shift or the way. Alexis just shifted that. This is hard. 
<laughs> All right, I'll come back to you. Sophie. Oh, yeah, I my mouse wasn't working for a second. You're, you're muted. But um, I'm also, it's a bit hard to like think on one thing. But I, Alexis said that you can find like hope even after something bad happened. And I think that's interesting because it's like human nature to find something good after everything bad has happened. Something that can make people happy or make you think, oh, tomorrow will be better. We need that, don't we? Well, I'm going to give it another shot. Something. I don't know. You don't know. I think I'm saddened that we're in this place of I don't know, pretty much. I mean, Jasmine coming up with the mushrooms growing out of dead bodies, but it's not quite that. But there are always technological advances. We have a telescope. Uh, we have the ability to see the creation of our planet. I mean, we go back. We have that. That happened this year, right? So there have been things, but it's like, so my challenge to you is how do you clear the decks and find the positive stuff that's going on when we're inundated with all of these negative images and ideas? Jasmine. I think another important thing, even if like everything feels hopeless in the political sphere and like everything's like insane and it's hard to find anything positive there is a lot of really cool art that's always being made like people are always like creating like beautiful stories and like you know paintings and like all that stuff I mean that's obviously doesn't offset like the chaos of like the world and like more than chaos like horrifying like things that are going on but um it is like, like a like a positive thing that has I don't know I think helped me to like sort of cope with things just to like see that people can still like create even when stuff's really bad so art and music yeah yeah I also wanted to say um it's not just like the mushroom things there's also someone who made like mealworms that eat plastic um (laughs) I should do more research on that but yeah so Sophie was talking about going and talking out things with her parents individually if things are getting a little bit much. Do you all have communities that you can turn to when things are a bit much? You want to say anything about that? Just because I'm going to say that I think, as I said, I talked to somebody else who's a new grandparent uh, to help me navigate something that I'm not, before I was really familiar with it. Do you have people you talk to who are sort of ahead of you in the game to say, help me navigate this? Do you have those people? And is it hard to find and be vulnerable that way? Alexis. Well, so I guess for me, I actually, I had this experience earlier this past week where, so I go to school, obviously, with seniors, right? So I have people that are directly older than me who just did everything I'm doing like six months ago, a year ago. So, right, I'm not in necessarily new territory, but sometimes finding people that you were, that like, you can seek out and who are willing to have these conversations with you on top of their own trying to deal with everything that's happening with them is rough. And then sometimes those conversations will inspire like feelings and anxieties that you didn't necessarily have before that kind (laughs) of make everything just a little bit worse. But I think ultimately like in the long run, they're very helpful uh, because those anxieties oftentimes are more productive than if you never had them as long as you take them to do something productive. Roma. 
not necessarily like someone who's at like a farther point, but even like having someone who's at the same like point that you're at, being able to like talk and discuss that, like when you're struggling through the same things can be very helpful because it's like, you're not going through it alone and you have someone there who's going through the same things that you're going through, experiencing the same things. Soph? I, I relate to Roma because it's like, I don't, I don't have anybody who I really would talk to about this, but like, just say you failed a test, just going up to one of the classmate, one of your classmates and they're like, oh yeah, that test was really hard. I think I failed it too. That's something that's like, oh, okay, you're not alone in this, you know? And that first step sometimes is hard. And I go back to Joseph again, my sense of him that he ended up being uh, the number two guy in the prison, helping helping the warden as he's sitting there reflecting and until he finally got out, meant that he, even in his isolation, he reached out. So my wish for all of you as you're going forward in this year is to, you know, not feel alone because it's hard. The, pl- the place, your Zitzenleben, the place that in which you find yourself is not an easy one. And although people have gone before, each of your experiences is unique. It's not that somebody can tell you, you should do, should get that word out of the vocabulary. Should, should is an awful word. Rather, it's more like, oh, you survived this. You survived this. And not only did you survive it, you managed to navigate something worthwhile. Jasmine. I want you to to help us close this notion, this this conversation about genesis of becoming, of being information. What are you most grateful for in this process as you've gone, you know, from the worrying high school junior to seeing the end of your college career in front of you, or at least this phase of your college career in front of you? What are you most grateful for? I think it's like easy to take for granted, like having a support system you know, like having people that are there for you and that will listen to you and that like you can like talk to about things and a community really, I guess. I think that's what I'm most grateful for. Also like having like mentorship and like professors that have like, because like I'm really like awkward with like talking to like professors and people like that. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to hand in something and then like leave immediately. Cause like, I don't want to, I don't want to see what you think about my stuff. But like, I've, I've had like people who have like really taken the time to like help me improve on stuff. Um, despite the fact that I'm bad at reaching out. So I think that's, I'm really grateful for that because <laughs> could have easily not happened. And yeah, community people. <laughs> Sophie, grateful or as you're in this moment of, of becoming formation. I agree with Jasmine. I'm grateful for all the people. And I'm also grateful for like small constants in life where you're like, you can turn and be like, oh, well, you know, no matter what, there's a cat sleeping over there. You know, it's not big. If there's, if that cat is still sleeping peacefully, you can calm down and think for a second. Okay. I like that. Thank you. Alexis. I'm grateful for... I guess like the time that I have, like, even if it's kind of late at night to sit down and like read something or to listen to music while I'm doing homework, because like those moments, they make everything just feel a little better. Because if I can sit down and read a book I like, then everything else that happened is just kind of, it happened. That's it. We're moving on. (laughs) Sounds good. Roma, bring us home grateful for my friends and them being um, just like the small little conversations that you can have with them and just 
those little talks and it just makes your day so much better. So I'm grateful to all of you for giving up some of your Sunday morning to do this recording and wishing you all the best in this uh, moment of transition in, in your lives, which actually, guess what? Here's the big secret. We're always in transition and we're always going through Genesis and we're always in formation because those people who stop being in their Genesis moment, well, what can I say? I think it's kind of sad because if we don't learn something new every day, who are we? So wishing you all the capacity and the willingness to learn something new every day and to become the best of who you can be. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been Tehillah Talks and uh, wishing you all a good 2023. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Tehillah Talks. For more information about Tehillah, go to congregationtehillah.org. Tune in next time when our teens continue to reflect on issues of the day through a Jewish lens.